All right, good morning, everybody. I hope you can hear me. You can't see me because, once again, we're going live and we have uh, video issues with our internet, so we're just going to do a uh, audio podcast once again, but hopefully next week we'll uh, pre-record and, and you can see my ugly mug. So welcome, everybody, to the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ. I am your teacher of the mysteries and preacher of the heart, Marty Leeds, and teacher in English Kamatri equals 32 and preacher equals 33. You wonder if I planned that. <laughs> okay. Um, today, as you know, we do service every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's why you're here. So we appreciate everybody that shows up. And um, today we're going to have a, this is going to be a, a loose one. We're going to have a, it's going to be a little bit lax. I did the least amount of preparing as I possibly could for this one because I wanted to come straight from the heart. So we'll see how I do this morning, okay? So my, my lack of preparation was intentional. Um, okay, and so, and I actually, I did the same sort of thing when I was at Music in Sky. I barely prepared for the, the, the lecture that I gave, the sermon that I gave, and it ended up being probably one of the best that I'd given in a long time, because sometimes you just got to let God burst out of your heart. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Okay, so first, let's start off with a prayer, okay? And then we're going to jump right into this, okay? Lord, raise up believers who care more about what you think than what the world thinks. Give them a boldness to declare your word as the absolute authority in their lives and not something that shifts and changes according to the culture in which they live. May they not look at other Christians or even other pastors as their example, myself included, but at the person of Lord Jesus Christ. May they seek your word above secular psychology and public opinion and realize you are the great counselor, you are the inventor, and you are the applier of the sciences. You are the ultimate authority on morality and the one who defined good and evil, and you are the beginning, of, beginning and the end. May they experience joy in, in the clarity and freedom that results from loving and clinging to your word and not being held captive by the world's philosophies and the lies of this culture and even well-meaning believers who don't have a clear grasp on the difference between a biblical and secular worldview. Amen. All right. And as you guys know, we don't talk about politics. We don't really care about the, the, the issues of the day and things like that because, as you know, um, I'm sure most of you know, most of it's propaganda. So we're not going to spend our time constantly batting away propaganda and lies and deceptions and things like that. And that's all over the news. That's everything you're fed. So what we do is we stick to eternal, transcendental, universal truths, okay? So this live stream is called, and yes, we're going to use the Mighty 33 because he's a Mason. Well, no, I'm an honorary Mason. We'll talk a little bit about that today. Uh, but no, I'm not a Freemason or anything like that. Jesus Christ lived to 33, and um, that's why we're using that number. So today is Sunday service. 33 things to prepare you for this apocalypse. And I'll get to that in just a second. But first things first is, you know, I shared this quote last week, and I'm going to share it again today. And this is from the uh, alchemist, brilliant alchemist, <laughs> funny, um, Claudia Pavonis. And she says this, um, I do not teach the mysteries because I am some living master of esoterica. I teach and preach because I myself need a weekly reminder of their power. And I, I shared that quote, this quote last week, and I'm sharing it again this week because it's very important. Um, this live stream is, um, well, I'll say this. I mean, it's for you guys, of course, but pretty much it's basically for me today. This is pretty much, uh, I'm doing this for myself, essentially. The most selfish live stream you're going to get from your pastor. Um, as you guys know, I don't give advice. Today, even though we're going to talk about 33 things to prepare you for the coming world that is uh, in the world that we're in right now and, uh, you know, 
uh, the terrorism that is reigning across the lands and through the governments and through the countries of the world and things like that. So we're going to talk about 33 things to prepare you for that. And we're going to read right from the Bible to do that, of course. But um, I'm not here to give you advice. I don't give advice. Um, I try to get you to direct you to listen to that small, still voice in your heart because that is God directly speaking to you and you know you know exactly what he wants from you. The problem is, is that we need to have that ear, you know, the ear, the E-A-R that's in the middle of our heart. We need to have that ear wide open and actually listen and actually obey what God wants of us, okay? And so that's what we're, that's some of the things we're gonna talk about today is just listening to that small, still voice and, and, and doing uh, sometimes the, the most difficult thing because that's sometimes what it requires of you. And that's what God wants of you, so... I don't give advice. I'm not here to tell you what to do, as you guys know. I don't tell anybody what to do. Um, so this sermon is as much for me as it is for you, and I would even say it's probably more for me than it is for you today. So um, as, as, your, as your pastor, as you guys know, I don't sit up on some ivory tower and some you know uh, pulpit and be like, I've got the answers, everybody, blah, 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 blah. No, uh, the reason we have each other, God created everybody because you know no, nobody has all the answers. That's why God created each of us. That's why God created everybody. That's why we need each other, okay? Now, that said, I've done a lot of study. I've done a lot of dedication to this work over the years, and I am in a position to be able to teach this stuff because I do know what I'm talking about. No different than if you went to a car mechanic and be like, hey, my muffler's all effed up. Uh, can you can you help me? Well, you're going to that guy because he knows what he's talking about because he spent years and years and years in dedication to learning how to do those things, right? And that's that's who you're dealing with here. I've spent the good portion of my adult life dedicated completely to God, and that's why I'm doing what it is I'm doing. So right now, um, people are seem to be in the throes of despair, and um, I'll I'll be the first to tell you uh, in the last couple weeks I've been there. Um, and I think hence why I'm doing this live stream today. By the way, we're not going to be doing any gamatria today. We're not going to be doing any astrotheology. I'm not going to be throwing it. You're not going to have to triangulate anything today, ladies and germs. Virology is nonsense. Uh, ladies and germs, you're not going to have to do any of that stuff today because basically, once once again, this is coming straight from the heart. So um, this is um, a, a guy who I, uh, I have a lot of respect for, uh, Alex Zek there. And this is what he posted on Twitter, and it says, Over the last couple of weeks, I've noticed people on all sides of the political, cultural, and health spectrum behaving in erratic, emotionally volatile ways. And I even feel myself being pulled into it at times. And this is really why I, I really appreciate um, Alec, is because he's very vulnerable to people. Like, he'll just come out and tell you exactly what's on his heart, what's on his mind, and he'll be very vulnerable about it. But he's also stands in, uh, you know, he holds his strength. He has a fortitude about him and his strength. And that's really a complete complete man. You know, to be um, a real man is the guy that can go out and, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, build you a, a, a foundation for a house or whatever, but he can also cry at a good poem. Do you know what I'm saying? That's a complete and total man. And that's what we need moving forward in this life. We need real men. So, um, He's saying over the last, let me read this again. Over the last couple of weeks, I've noticed people on all sides of the political, cultural, and health spectrum behaving in erratic, emotionally volatile ways. I even feel myself being pulled into it at times. Amen, Mr. Zach. I think people feel like they're going crazy because we're reaching a collective boiling point, and we are. Too much is happening in the world all at once, and it's too much for most to hold. 
one of the reasons that there's there's so much we're being inundated with so much right now so so many things to think about and propaganda and all of this sort of stuff is because they want to bring people to their boiling point where we boil over and we just lose it and hopefully today what i'm going to do is give you some things to not do that and like i said i need them more than you do and it's important to know this he finishes says it is enhanced by these platforms and that's what I've actually come to find even being back on Instagram and things like that if you spend too much time on that shit it will drive you crazy and that is the intention okay these pla these platforms enhance the worst of the world and the worst of human behavior so you have to be you know moderate when you're you're on them I was working all day on the phone and yesterday you know preparing for a lot of this stuff and then I realized after being on the you know phone and everything like that for about eight, 10 hours working on this stuff, you know what I mean? I was like irritated. I was irritable. I was depressed. I was angry. And I realized it was like, oh, well, that stuff is in me. There's things in me that I always have to clean. But these sorts of things are, are bringing it out more. And so, um, so yeah, so we have, to, we have to just be aware of that. Um, right now, what's happening is we're heading into fall, as you guys know. And right now they're bringing on the whole uh, COVID agenda again. And of course, I think everybody that's watching this knows that where that agenda comes from. We know the lies behind it. We also know that if you're following along on this church, who is directly behind this agenda, the vaccine agenda, the lies of virology, everything? Who's behind that? Well, we'll just be nice about it and we'll say it's the same kind of people that were behind this thing here. And if you're watching at home, listening at home, it's, of course, we're showing uh, downtown 9-11 here. Um, the same people that are behind all of these things are the same people that are, that are behind this. They're the same people that are behind the, the Las Vegas shooting and all of this other stuff, right? Um, just look at what happened to Lahaina. Uh, go, go, go to the early life of Josh Green on Wikipedia and then find out who was the police chief that was in charge of that. And we'll find out when you get to the core of that, we don't have a political issue, ladies and germs. Germs don't exist. Uh, Virology is nonsense. Germs do exist. Anyway, we don't have a political issue. We have a theological one. Okay? One of the reasons that they do some of this stuff in the fall is because they understand the light of the sun. They understand that the sun has a grand pattern, that it goes through cycles. And that, guess what? Why do you think there's flu seasons around the time of the equinoxes, if you will, right? When spring is sprouting up and everything's starting to come alive again and then everything's starting to fall. It's because everything is based on the cycles of the sun. These psychopaths know that and they utilize this stuff. Why do you think Las Vegas was done in the middle of, you know, what? Whatever it was late October why do you think Sandy Hook was done in the middle of December why do you think they did September 11th on September 11th why why do they do this stuff during that time because they know that the consciousness of humanity is falling into winter this is why people a lot of times get sick they end up in this sort of state that Alec is talking about here and they get frustrated or they get, you know, they're erratic and they get emotional and that sort of stuff because we're, you know, in, in one sense, we are following, our consciousness is following the sun. And this is why they do this stuff. The times that they do. Okay. So as we go into this new COVID season, just know that one of the reasons that they're bringing it up right now is because, well, number one, the flu season, but number two, because they know the cycles of the sun. 
One of the things that we're obviously going through right now, I think people are, are hip to it. They call it the Great Awakening or the Greater Reset or what they what their, our enemies, if you will, call the Great Reset. One of the things that we're going through right now is obviously a world age change. I think most people are pretty hip to this at this point. That the world, uh, go, you know, and not the earth, I mean, well, the earth, but the, the earth has worlds, if you will. It goes through changes where the time periods have a certain quality, have a certain feeling, have a certain way to them. And this has been going on since the dawn of time. And cultures across the world have talked about this, and we've covered this extensively, okay? And, I, I, and I've said it for years. I think this is what we're going through right now, is that they're trying to, these, um, that once again, the elite that should not be, if you will, they're trying to monopolize on the fact that there is a natural cycle that the world is going through. These people have the, the wisdom tradition. They've, they've passed this on to their people and dumbed us the fuck down. They've passed this on to their people and have kept it from the common man. Well, this church and academy is going to bring that knowledge back, and I don't give a shit what anybody says about it. So these people are trying to monopolize right now on a natural cycle, and we're going to educate people to say, you're not going to hold this over us. You are not going to be in control of the next world. As we know, neither are we. What we're going to come to understand is God is in control. Right now, what we're going through is an apocalypse. What does that mean? It's the end of the world. Well, kind of, but it doesn't mean that everything's going to up and vanish like a fart in the wind, as I like to say. No, um, the world ages basically says that, yes, there's going to be a great change that occurs. And I see that once again, I might be wrong about this, but I see that that's absolutely what we're going through right now. So for most people, they read uh, the book of Revelation and they think that it's a book about the end of the world and it's all, all going to come. No, it's not. I'm here to tell you it's not. Okay. But we'll cover that when we do the whole book of Revelation. What is the apocalypse? What is it really about? As we know, apocalypse just means revealing. It means uncovering. It means disclosing. It means disclosure. It's a revelation. In the general sense, in the Middle English, it was an insight. It was a vision. It was a hallucination, if you will. And the general meaning of a quote-unquote cataclysmic event is modern. In fact, the, and, and what I'm saying is the, the actual mystics and Gnostics that used to be able to very well read the Bible, they, you know, they, they never read Revelation being like, this is the end of the world and that's it. And then everything's going to happen. No, they recognize what it was, you know. So the apocalypse does not mean, quote unquote, a belief in an imminent end. That's a, you know, that's, that's late, allegedly from 1850s or something like that. So what is apocalypse? What, and what, what are we going to talk about today? Apocalypse is a revealing. And guess what's being revealed to us right now? Well, as I like to say, that we've been living in biblical times always, that we've always been in a, in a plane of existence in which good and evil is reigning. And they've kept us in a spell for a long time. Um, now, and basically that, no, there's no evil. It's just natural. This is evolution. It's just, it's just how things go. And we're waking up to this fact. And now all the lies are, are, are coming up, uh, you know, full front and, you know, right. It's like all these, um, if you will, all these, the, the lies and the truths are being handed to us right in our lap. And it's just, you know, it depends on, uh, whether we want to accept them or not, you know? So this is what the apocalypse is. We're going through a revealing right now. And you have to prepare yourself for what's going to be revealed. And I would say that most of us are not. But we're going to be, because you're going you're gonna to keep coming back to the Gnostic Church again, we Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shameless plug. Okay, here we go. So, let's go through 33 of these babies. And this will probably be pretty quick, I'm thinking. Who knows? Maybe I'll ramble. But let's do this. So, number one, stay calm. Whenever, <laughs> I'll just read it. Stay calm, don't react. 
respond by recognizing your divine station. So I'm going to give you 33 points here, 33 things to consider. And then I'm just going to give you a Bible verse in which these ideas essentially come from. So number one, stay, whatever happens moving forward, stay calm. Don't be reactive. And there's a difference between responding and reacting. And we'll talk about that right now. Respond by recognizing your divine station. You're a child of God. How many people have told you that over the years? How many pastors, how many ministers, did your parents tell you that when you went to school? Did they, did they say, hey, little Jimmy, little Johnny, open up your book. And what we're going to talk about today is how you are a perfect reflection of the divine. Nope, I never got that education. I went to churches or, you know, you know I have friends that went to churches and they never got that education. So that's why you're getting it here. So you are, you have a divine status. I'm going to let this truck pass. <laughs> hey, that's the guy that delivers our rock. <laughs> What's up, Mr. Riddle? Okay, um, so you have a divine status. You're a child of God. You've been put here for a reason. There is a reason for earth. There's a purpose for what we're doing here. Salvation is our purpose. You've been given gifts. You have, you have, an, an, you have an intelligence within you, a wellspring of it, that God wants you to open that baby up, wants you to you know, send your little bucket down into that well and just keep scooping out water, okay? Stay calm, don't react, respond by recognizing your divine station. Be still, Psalms 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. There is one singular God, one God Almighty. Nobody owns that God. God owns everything. And we will, we have to, we have no choice moving forward but to align with his will, his morality, his ethics, what he wishes of us or not. That's it. There's one way forward, one way forward, and this is it. And this is what we talked about last week, said Jesus Christ, our only hope. This is what I mean. So stay calm. The, the, and uh, once again, I am doing this live stream for me, not for you, okay? Stay calm. Don't react. Respond whenever they say, well, you got to put the mask on and you got to do this. Okay, fine. If that's what, you know, if, if, if you've got friends and family or neighbors or whatever it is that they, they don't want you over anymore, okay, well, don't be like, ah, you asshole, you know, you're such an idiot. No, no, just, just, you know, stay calm, stay in your divine station, be like, okay, well, I'm going to respect what you have to, what you have to say. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think about it, but I'm not going to do it out of anger or hatred or malice or anything like that. I'm going to recognize the love that God, that the love that, ha that I have in my heart that exists in my heart and I'm going to stay in that stillness. I'm going to be like that point in the heavens, Polaris. While everybody, everything is circling around in this madness, I'm going to be still. And I'm going to recognize my divine station. Number two, this too shall pass. This is one of the things that Jennifer covered in her last emotional intelligence lectures, which you should all watch. Because emotional intelligence is really what we need right now. I'm so lucky I have her because I'm emotionally retarded sometimes. So luckily I have my wife here to be like, hey, you got to stop that. So everything that's going on right now, if you're in the idea, if you, if you have it in your head that it's just going to keep getting worse and worse and exponentially worse and it's just going to go bad and the Satanists are just going to run everything and that's how it's going to be, I'm here to say you're completely deluded, okay? This too shall pass. It all passes. 
That's one of the most fundamental things. It's part of our cosmology down here. Everything gets gone. It's the law of the land. Things become extinct. Everything perishes, okay? So does the evil. And when that evil goes away and the good comes back, we have that golden age and everything's, oh, it's so wonderful. We're all living in peace and we're building these amazing buildings and stuff like that. And guess what? That's going to pass too. And as we learned, you know what? The high tides and the low tides and the ebbs and flows and the ups and downs of this world, God is saying, hey, I put you in this little vessel. I want you to handle those storms, okay? Sometimes there's not going to be a storm. Sometimes it's just going to be smooth, clear water, and it's going to be so peaceful. It's going to be like, you know, reading a Jane Austen novel or something like that. You flip the page and nothing happens. You flip the page and nothing happens. And sometimes it's going to be like the time we're in right now, and it's going to be a shit storm. But you know what you have to do? Hold your ground. Stay steady in these storms because this too shall pass. 1 John 2:17. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And that's what we're here to do, ladies and germs. Virology isn't real. <clears throat> I'm just going to keep saying that. Um, that's what we're here to do, ladies and gentlemen, is find that still point in our heart, listen to it, let it guide us so that we can abideth forever. As Gnostics, we know that that's what's going on down here. Ebbs and flows, high tides and low tides, day and night, the seasons, everything is in a cycle. So is good and evil. We're in an evil cycle right now. And as I've said, guess what? That's a blessing. That's a blessing. And we'll get to that. Number three, prayer and fasting. What do I mean by this? Prayer and fasting. I also go on to say, thank God and learn to live without. Okay? Mark 9, 29, and he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. So number three, prayer and fasting. Number one, when I do any sort of prayers, number one, I don't, as you guys, I just did this video talking about my, my stupid potty mouth. But um, <laughs> I just did a video basically talking about how I never followed any of the traditional things in which a spiritually enlightened quote-unquote person is supposed to follow. You're supposed to wear robes and you're supposed to do, you know, sit in a lotus position and go, Om, or you have to say these verses or you have to say whatever it is. I never did any of that. I never followed any of it. If it made sense, I would listen. But if it didn't, I just didn't. Okay. And so I, when I, when I pray, when I pray, most of the time, it's not, I don't put my hands together and sit down and get on my knees and things like that. It's internal prayers. And sometimes, you know, if I'm on like a bike ride or something like that, I'll do it for hours. So, and what do I do in my prayers? I thank God. I don't be like, hey, God, could you get me two acres in Missouri? Or I would really like a new, you know, a uh, Mustang, Ford Mustang car because the, the new one's got the cool spoilers. And sh I don't, when you pray to God, don't ask for a thing because number one, you don't know what you need. God knows what you need. So what you need to do is say, thank you. Thank you. You all got food on your plate, right? You all got a roof over your head, right? Do you have loved ones around you? Did you find this church? <laughs> Thank God for it. Be thankful. And that's what you should do when you pray. And I talked to um, my, my friend Aswin at uh, Music and Sky about this. I said, whenever I pray, whenever we pray, we just thank God. We don't say, oh, you know, I want this, or God, can you please give me this, or God, could you do this? No, no, no. I'm not asking God for anything. I'm just going to say thank you. 
When we talk about fasting, yes, we all know what fasting is. Oh, you know, some people do 12-hour fast every day or whatever. Sometimes they say, oh, every once in a while I'll do a three-day fast or whatever it is, right? But fasting is also this, right? And and this is just understanding to go without. That's that's one of the things you learn from fasting, right? Even if it's just a day or whatever, right? To learn to live without. If when There's going to be great changes moving ahead. We already know that there is, okay? What happens if... Um, All of a sudden, you wake up in the morning and, uh, you know, I have my routine. I go into the bathroom every morning and then I put on my skin cream and then I do my, and I brush my teeth and I go in, I have a lukewarm shower and then I turn it to really hot, but then I do three minutes of cold and then I get out and I like to put my Armani pants and blah, 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 blah. What happens? You have your routine, your schedule, the things that you think you are, the image in what you've put on, right? What if all of a sudden all of that went away? Tomorrow, you couldn't get up and do any of it. Would you be destroyed as a person? Or would you be like, okay, well, I guess I got to do something else now. Are you identifying with all those things, the stuff, the things of this world, as the Bible says? Are you identifying with those things and that's who you are? What happens if those things would be taken away? Would you be fine? Would you still recognize that God, well, God's still centered in my heart. He's still speaking directly to me, right? I, as, we'll, as we'll find out, as God, as, as, as Christ tells us, we're, we're, not, we're not going to go without Okay, learn to live without. We surround ourselves with all this stuff that we think we need and all this other stuff. What happens if you lost it? Would it devastate you? Number four, be bold. This is a good one. Be bold and call out the devil at every turn and do not mince your words. Be discerning about it. Recognize that who your crowd is. Recognize who your audience is. Recognize that, hey, I may have to, you know, um, you know, uh, get people into this quote-unquote conspiracy or this lie or try to inform them or, or give them information or wisdom on this, but they might not be ready. So I, gotta, I just got to plant seeds. I just got to drop a little truth bomb here and there. Don't push it. But you know what? I'm not going to stop. I am going to be bold and I'm going to call out the devil at every turn. Why are you listening to Marty Leeds? Because Marty Leeds has been doing this for a decade or more. As soon as I knew if I could find out something was a lie or it was bullshit or whatever it was, as soon as I found out what the lie was and who was behind it, I was loud and proud about it. And I've got a whole slew of documentaries to prove that, okay? And I've got another one coming out and I will do it again, okay? This is what God wants of us. Ephesians 5.11 And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Reprove these assholes. Reprove them. Have no, uh, you know, no fellowship with these people and let everybody know. He was like, well, it's going to get me. I, well, you know, up at work, they're going to say something or, you know, Instagram is going to kick me off or I'm going to get censored. So what? So what? Are you living for life on this earth? Or are you living so that this life can be one that God can be like, oh, come up here. Come on. Come on. I got to open these gates for you, baby. Come on. Come up here. Number five. Do not curse this generation. Let me say this again. Do not curse this generation. I see it way too much. I've done it too much. They have been, have empathy, have sympathy. Put your heart, put your, put yourself, walk Twain in their shoes. Put yourself in their shoes. They have been brainwashed just like us. You know how many people, by the way, you know how many people I know that I've heard lately, and this is great, by the way, if you are one of these people, you're a fucking hero. <laughs> Let me just say that caveat. I know people that, and we heard this at Music and Sky. Jennifer and I heard it a bunch at Music and Sky. We've heard it lately from some you know, people at the congregation, things like that, that they just woke up during COVID. 
I've been doing this for a decade and a half now, so I've had all of this time to absorb it and, you know, th- you know, do 2020 and get my heart straight and stuff like that. There are some of you that just woke up during COVID, <laughs> right? And so it's like this, this rush of truth, this awakening and all of these different avenues and aspects and topics and things like that, all of a sudden you had to, you had to get to awake to, right? And the people that have, and I've seen people handle this pretty beautifully. I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, pretty damn impressed with a lot of you. I'll just say that because I don't think I would have handled it that well if I just woke up during COVID. Okay. But when you, when you go through a waking up process, this is what happens. You get pissed off. You get fucking angry, right? You're full of rage and you get erratic and things like that because you see, oh my God, I was asleep to this and now I see the devils behind every corner and every turn, every Stein, Singleberg, Timowitz, right? And you lose your shit. And then what do you do? You look around the world and you start cursing it. No, no, no. That's not what we're going to be doing at this church. This generation that's cutting off, you know, the women that are cutting off their boobs and the men think that they're women and the women think that they're men and, you know, they're, they're being, you know, whatever, you know, we, you know, reared into communism and all this other stuff, right? They are lost. They're young. They're kids. They don't know any better. You need to be the candle in the darkness. You do not need to curse these people. They are being brainwashed. They're under a wicked, wicked spell. And they need our help. 1 Timothy 4.12 Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. This next generation needs us, so be there for them. Jennifer and I don't have children, but we're doing our part because we want to make this world better for seven generations because that's how we do things. Number six. This is a big one. It kind of goes with what we already talked about, but God is in control, always. If, if you think that God is, well, but God lost it for a little bit. I tell you what, he had both hands on the wheel, 10 and 2, like a, you know, just like a good driver. But then for a few years, he just slipped off the wheel. Nope. Nope. That's not how it works. God owns everything. He created everything and all will return to him. So the Gnostic knows that God is always in control, even during these hard times, even during this wickedness, even during the throes of terrorism that is sweeping across this world. God is in control. He is challenging us to come to realize this and give ourselves over to him. Right now, the reason that we are in the situation that we are in, and this is what I talked about last week, the reason that we're in this situation is that we have forgotten that. That we've, we've been living lives that's like, well, I don't, you know, how many people go all week without thinking of, you know, their, their spiritual life or things like that? Or they don't, you know, they, they've, you know, I think you get it, okay? You have to understand this and know it, especially those of you that have children that are worried about the future, okay? We don't need your worry right now. We don't need your anxiety. We don't, that your children don't need that. What they need you to understand and live is that God is in control, okay? Matthew 28, 18, this is the last verse of Matthew, and there's a whole bunch of math here. This verse squares the circle, guys. Let me say that again. This verse squares the circle, and it's the last verse of Matthew. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. <laughs> he, Jesus always has the power. Even even the devil's dumb doesn't know this. Devil's like, oh, maybe I can trick him. Maybe I can tempt him. I'll bring him up to the mountain. <laughs> no, and we are we already know what happened in that story. 
Number seven, reserve time every day for contemplation and meditation. If it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, okay? This is something I was not doing for the longest time. And now I, I at least, when I like go to bed or whatever, I'll shut my eyes for five, 10 minutes and I'll just sit and think, I'll calm my mind, that sort of stuff. A lot of times, you know, what I'll do is I'll go on a bike ride. Meditation, by the way, is not you sitting in lotus style going, oh, whatever, emptying your mind and stuff like that. A lot of times meditation can be you going for a, a walk by yourself. That's it. Going for a hike in the woods. Get on your bike and go for a bike ride. Get in your car and drive for 15 minutes. Don't listen to any music. Don't, but you know, just sit with your thoughts and your and your and your head and 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 you know, meditate, contemplate on this world. Okay, um, it, it's it's uh, one of the most important things that uh, I've enveloped over the years. And when we were living up north, I was not doing it enough. And I realized that's. Um, you know, a lot of times why I would get like depressed or things like that. It's because like, no, I, you need that. You need that in your life. And if you don't have a, um, a practice or whatever, or, you know, that sort of thing, a daily kind of routine, if you will, or at least some like five minutes even to dedicate to that, you need to start doing it. Okay. One, Timothy 4.15, meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. That you, you will profit from it and it will appear to all. What do you think I'm doing right now? Number eight, if you drink... Or if you are, you know, a marijuana smoker, or if you do any of those sort of stuff, quit or be very selective with your intake. Once again, this sermon is for me. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So Luke 1.15, For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Now, of course, this is one of those things where it's like, once again, we just talked about this the other week, Bible contradictions, right? It's like, wait a second. They say don't drink strong drink, but Jesus' first miracle was turning a bunch of water into wine. Bible, you kind of seem like you don't know what you're talking about. No, these contradictions exist because they, as we've talked about, contradictions exist because there's a greater truth behind those contradictions that those things are trying to get you to. That's why it exists. That's why it's always existed in classic literature. Okay. So that's there. So that said, so when we talk about, you know, drinking and, and, and smoking and stuff like that, it's the same sort of thing. When we talk about learn to live without, if you got up tomorrow and you couldn't have, oh, I smoke weed every morning or at noon or whatever it is. If you couldn't have it, would it destroy you? Would you be irritable? Would you be like, Ugh. well, then you have a problem. Then you have a problem and you, and you, the small, still voice in your heart knows you have a problem and it's telling you have a problem and you should listen to it. Do you smoke cigarettes? Quit. The hell are you doing? Right? Do you need to have three drinks every night? Do you need that? Okay, well, then, then you need to stop that. Some people can't handle alcohol at all. I know some people that they drink two sips of alcohol, they'll end up in a freaking dumpster in the back of a 7-Eleven in Philadelphia somewhere. You know what I mean? There's some people that just can't handle it. If you're one of those people, it's totally cool. Just leave, let it be. Let it be. You don't need that sort of stuff. You know, I have no problem going out celebrating, going with, going out with my family, having, you know, a bottle tour of wine, whatever like that. Having a few beers or something like that when I go golfing, that sort of stuff. But if it's a daily thing to you, if you are tethered to these things in any way where like you can't live without them, then you need to, you know, shape up or you got to ship out in this sense, okay? Okay? So be very selective of that. I'm not saying, I'm even writing in the, the tenets of the order, moderation in all things, and I think that's the next one here, so... That is, number nine, moderation in all things. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. What do we always say, guys? Moderation, mid, med, meditation, middle. The riddle is to find the middle. God knows where you are. He created it. He created a world of good and evil. He created a, a world of, you know, of, of intense joy and insane depression. 
okay? He created that world, the entire thing. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. And there's a reason he created it, is because he wants you to find the middle. The riddle is to find the middle. That's moderation in all things. This is saying, oh, you, I can never have a drink. The Bible says stay away from strong drink. And then Jesus makes a bunch of wine. Hmm, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Hey, watch yourself. Watch yourself when you go into these things, okay? Be moderate, okay? And um, it's, uh, it's really, the, it's, it, I mean, this in, in one sense, moderation has a mathematical parallel, and that's the golden mean. Okay, number 10, <clears throat> become a lifetime student of Christ. Because, as we say, we do not go to church on Sunday here at the Gnostic Church. In the, I know you're all here on Sunday, and I thank you for being here. I really, I really appreciate that. But we do not, at the, at the Gnostic Church here, we don't just go to church on Sunday. We're not one of these Catholics that go get hammered on Saturday night and then cleanse their sins Sunday and cleanse their, cleanse their sins Sunday and then go back to drinking, you know, watching the Super Bowl or whatever. You know. No, our, our life is a walking meditation on the way, the truth, and the life. And we, we go to those universal transcendental truths and we adhere to them. We align with them. Okay? And we shun the vain babblings of all these people that have their interesting, their opinions and their conjectures and their theories. Who gives it? We don't care about any of that. You, if you do not have a, have a dedicated spiritual life, don't expect those, those, those uh, heavenly doors to swing open for you. Don't just, just forget it. Just get it out of your mind because it's not going to happen. Okay? Become a lifetime student of Christ. 2 Timothy 2.15, 2.16. Study. Study. Let me say that again. Study. Do not spend your time just, you know, on Instagram and all this other stuff. No, it's going to take dedication. Okay? Study to show thyself approved unto God. Amen. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. The profane and vain babblings. Do you know, most of the, most of the people that you're listening, I hate to say this because this is the kind of thing that doesn't get me... <laughs> It doesn't doesn't get this church shared and 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 uh, you know spread and on on social media and stuff like this. But most of the people that chances are that you're listening to on Rumble and YouTube and Odyssey and stuff like that are full of shit, dude. I hate to say that, but they're they're filling your ear holes with vain babblings and profane ungodliness. Well, that's not what we're doing here. Okay, we're trying to teach you how to become a lifetime student of our Lord. Number 11, stop caring what people think. Stop caring what people think and start caring what God thinks. In fact, we started this whole live stream with that prayer and that's really what it was all about. Lord, raise up your believers who care more about what you think than what the world thinks. Give them a boldness to declare your word as the absolute authority in their lives and not something that shifts and changes according to the culture in which they live. You know, if you're concerned about, oh, well, I'm going to go on social media or this sort of thing, and then people are going to think I'm an idiot, or people are not going to like me, or this sort of stuff. Well, okay, well, are you uh, are you pushing out vain babblings and profane ungodliness, or are you actually preaching the word, if you will? Well, if you're preaching the word, then who cares what people think? People are going to think all sorts of stuff. You know what people have thought of me over the years? I It's so funny. I'll meet people 
that are like, oh, Marty's just so wonderful, such a great dude, and like, oh, I met him in person, and his wife, they're so wonderful, and then they'll hear, it's like, oh, he's into Freemasonry, and then they're like, oh, I don't, you know, I can't, I don't think I can trust that guy, I'm just going to look the other way. Okay, good, you look the other way. I don't give a shit what you think. I care what God thinks, and I've always cared what God thinks, and that's why I'm doing what it is I'm doing. If you are caring what people think, you are lowering yourself to a very, very low standard. And God doesn't want you to do that. God wants, to li- wants you to lift up. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Number 12, move forward through this life with zero fear. None. None. I don't think I need to say anything more about that other than if you're living in fear, you're living in the devil's head, or as I said last week, the devil's living in yours. Fear not. When they talk about the fear of God in the Old Testy, do you know what that the, the archaic version of that fear is? It's, it's, a, it's an archaic definition of basically like wonderment. And, and why they say fear God as opposed to anything else. Like, well, what, you're supposed to fear the thing you love, blah, blah, blah. No, it's this idea of absolute wonderment and that sort of stuff. But the other reason that they say only fear God is because you're to fear nothing down here. Nothing. No human being, no situation, no nothing. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We walk through this life with fear and trembling and stuff like that. We're not going to get anywhere. God made you a warrior, and we'll talk about that moving forward. Number 13, put away childish things. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man... I put away childish things. I get people very pissed off at me when I when I when I call some of this stuff out. But it's like, are you still going to the bar Friday and Saturday night and getting hammered? Are you still playing video games? Are you playing video games and not like you're doing your study in comparative mythology or the Bible or you know reading any spiritual documents or doing meditation? Are you occupying your time with that childish shit? Are you watching sports ball? There's nothing wrong with sports. There's nothing wrong with engaging in sports. There's no, but if you're one of these people that are obsessed with the sports team and what they're doing and stuff like that, you're dead inside, dude. Mainly speaking to the men here. You're dead inside. That's a childish thing. There's nothing wrong with enjoying a sports game or your team and stuff like that. But if that's all you're obsessed with and focused on and you do not have a robust spiritual life, you say into trouble. Put away the childish things. We don't need them anymore. Number 14, rejoice for two reasons. There's two reasons why you should rejoice. To appease God and to piss off Satanists. I love pissing off Satanists. I love pissing off people who are antichrist. I enjoy it, right? I do it out of love. I do it out, I do it with a, a cackle and a grin, don't get me wrong, but I actually enjoy it. As soon as I hear it, it's like somebody's like, well, you probably shouldn't do a documentary on that because you might get in trouble. Ooh, is it going to piss off Satanists? <clears throat> Sign me up. Sign me up. Okay, so why do you rejoice? Why should we be in, why, you know, as it's saying, you know, don't live in trembling and fear and be afraid and all that sort of stuff. Why should you live in uh, joy? Because God wants you to. It's as simple as that. Do you need any other reason? God wants you to be in joy. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. Always, every which way. And again, I say, rejoice. He says it twice, Philippians 4.4. Rejoice. And then I'm going to say it again. Rejoice. Number 15, live in the present. It's where Christ is always. Live in the present. It's where Christ is always. I've spent the last three weeks or more worried about, you know, our monetary situation and whether we're going to have enough money to even put our yurt up and just all of that sort of stuff. And just, you know, it's like, I don't know, uh, just all these things that I, do, I don't know yet, right? And I've, I've spent some time worrying about them. And here I am worrying about things in the future that may absolutely none of it, chances are, as I've found over the years, dumbass, I'm <laughs> speaking to me once again, as I found over the years, how many times, how much time do you spend in your head worrying about things in the future? Just think about your life. How many times have you spent time in your head worrying, going over things and anxiety and anxiousness, all of that sort of stuff. And all of those things you worried about, none of it ever came to pass. I can tell you verily, verily, that almost 99.9% .9 of the shit that I worried about in my head, none of it came to pass. And when I was worrying about it, what was I not doing? Living in the now, the eternal now, living in the presence of Christ. Dumbass. Like I said, this live stream is for me. Matthew 6.34, Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things in of itself. Why? Why does it say that? Let's break apart Matthew 6.34 here. Why should you not take thought for the morrow? Because the morrow shall thought for the things of itself. Because where is Christ? In the morrow. Because he's always in the present. Get it? Sufficient until the day is the evil thereof. Um, this, oh yeah, actually, I'll just, I'll just keep going. I'll just keep going. Number 16, quit concerning yourself with fear porn. Quit it. It's not helping anything. Okay. Isaiah 41, 10, fear thou not for I am with thee. Be not dismayed for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yeah. I will help thee. Yeah. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. You know, we talked last week about uh, when I was quoting Dr. Cowan um, when he was talking about basically is like, oh, you know, they, they said, ah, oh, Bill Gates, he's he's genetically modifying mosquitoes and he unleashed them in Hawaii and he's unleashing them in Florida and stuff like that. And Cowan, Dr. Cowan was like, can they even do that? Do they have any proof that they can somehow genetically modify God's creation and then make it into some sort of blah, 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 blah? Do they even have proof that they can do that? Or is this more NASA, we can travel at 17,500 miles an hour as it's whipping through the or whipping around the earth? You know, um, I think once we actually start to realize that all of this stuff, we're living in the wizard spells and lies and things like that, you do not concern yourself with this stuff. Oh, Bill Gates is going to release a bunch of mosquitoes, blah, 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 blah. Really? Or is this just more fear porn? And how many people adhere to it? Or how many people absorb this stuff and then worry about it? Quit it. We just got through this whole, let's go this one again. Um, you know, oh, wait, no, where is it? This one. Oh, wait. Oh, I don't know where it is now. Oh, uh, oh I see now. I'm, I've lost it now. Uh, anyway, don't have the fear in your heart. That's what I wanted to say. Okay, we're on 16. And you know what? I didn't do this correctly. But we're going to pass around um, the basket if you would like to support the fine work that we do. Um, 
Venmo, buy me a coffee, Cash App, or you can become a good bird at Subscribestar. Um, hopefully we'll get our mailbox next week. We're getting a culvert put in this week. And so I'll get a mailbox up and then if you guys would like to send us mail, you can. But for right now, uh, Venmo, buy me a coffee, Cash App, Subscribestar. We do PayPal as well and things like that if you'd like to support PayPal. You can find that all on the Gnostic Academy uh, website. And that is www.gnosticacademy.org. Okay. Let's play a little tune. Thank you so much to all the people that do support the fine work we do. And like I said, hopefully next week we'll get back on the video here and things like that. So, and anyway, thank you so much. We appreciate you so much. What are we on? Oh, we're on number 17. Okay, this is, uh, this is an interesting one, okay? And it's number 17, get physically fit, but do not, obsess, do not obsess yourself with it. Most of it's vanity, okay? Now, let me be very clear. Once again, Jennifer and I were probably in the worst shape that we'd been in in probably like seven, eight years when we lived up north in Wisconsin, just because we were in the middle of nowhere and, you know, in a cabin in the woods and surrounded by snow and the nearest gym was like 40 minutes away and stuff like that. So I was probably in like the worst shape I'd been in a long time. Of course, I've gotten in much better shape now. I can bike 40 miles like nobody's business. But, um, you know, I, one of the things I've found over the years is that I just do not obsess with my weight or uh, being physically fit and things like that. Once again, it isn't to say that, you know, exercise and health isn't helpful. It's extremely helpful, right? 1 Timothy 4.8 here. Listen to what 1 Timothy 4.8 is saying. It says, for bodily exercise profiteth little. Well, no, actually it can profit a lot physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually again. So what is 1 Timothy 4.8 saying here when it says, for bodily exercise profiteth little? Meaning at the end of the end of the, the game here, end of this thing called life, when you go up to the, the, the pearly gates, if you will, right? God's not going to be like, oh, look at you. You got a six pack and you're perfectly fit and you've got no body fat and stuff like that. But your inside is a mess, right? You haven't purified your soul. You haven't gone into the center of your heart. You are not listening to that small, still voice of God telling you exactly what you need to do. You spent all your time at a gym looking into a mirror being like, look at my, you know, that's vanity. Okay. As we all know, phys being physically fit and exercise and all that stuff is, is wonderful. It's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. And if you are depressed or if you're having moments of despair or anything like that, get your ass up and go for a bike ride. Get your ass up and go for a run. Go to the gym. Whatever it is you've got to do. I can't stand gyms, by the way. But you know what I'm saying, okay? So 
if you're if you're a slouch right now, if you don't have a if you're not doing anything physical or that sort of stuff, and you're overweight and stuff like that, get in shape. Guess what? Because the coming world that's 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 you know that's on its way right now, that's being made as we speak or whatever, is going to require you to to be physically fit. We've been taught to be slouches and eat shit and sit on the you know watch Netflix and chill and all this other stuff. Stop that. Make sure you you know you you get healthy and things like that. But do not obsess over it, okay? Okay, if you're spending more time on your physical, like a Joe Rogan, if you will, spending more time on your physical fitness than you are your spiritual fitness, then you got issues, okay? For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. That's what they mean. Having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Why is the promise of the life that now is? Well, we just covered that because Christ is in the present, Okay. So if you're sitting on your couch and you're slouching, you're eating Cheetos right now, stop it, right? Get up and do something, but don't obsess over it. Number 18, propagandize Christ and never stop. Matthew 10, 7, and as ye go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why do you think I opened this church? Why do you think we decided to do this church? Because I realized as a truth seeker, a fierce truth seeker for many, many years, I realized that when you get to the end, when you get to the core of all of these conspiracies, all of the issues of this world, they're not political. They're theological. The issues we have in this world are theological. And I realized that if we're actually going to turn this world around, if we are going to be part as, you know, as if you will, as if God is swinging that pendulum back and he, and, you know, in this sense, he wants us to be on that pendulum swing back, we are going to have to propagandize truth. And as I've come to find, the greatest place you're going to find that truth is, you know, that's why I wrote a 550-page book on this guy here, this Lord Jesus Christ dude, okay? Because there's truth like you've, well, I'll say this, it's truth like I never even realized existed. Like truth in every word we speak. And I mean that very literally, if you've been paying attention. So, propagandize Christ. Don't be bold about it. Do not be shy. Do not be like, right? And don't listen to what these fundamentalist, literalist Christians have to say. Who cares? We already know that they have no idea what they're talking about. Okay? So you, so, so go forth and, you know, speak that truth to power. And that truth is Christ. And never stop. Number 19, prepare for the worst, expect the best, but do not be a prepper. Okay, now what, once again, this is what you're telling me not to have, get physical exercise and do not prepare? No, of course prepare. Any, any average homestead, any, if you walked into like an Amish house or if you walked into like a Mormon community, do you know what they're going to have? Just naturally, not because they're scared of the end of the freaking world, they're going to have a cupboard full of food. They're going to have a, they're going to have a, you know, a, a cold storage or whatever. They're going to have canned goods. They're going to have all of that sort of stuff. And every household is going to have that. Why? Because they, uh, they recognize that it doesn't matter what world age or time we're in. Tragedies can strike. We can go without. There might be a bad year in which the crops don't, you know, we don't have a big harvest and things like that. You be prepared for those things. You do not obsess over it though. You do not like, do you guys know Southern Prepper One? 
Southern Prepper One, you really should be listening to this channel. But Southern Prepper One, this guy on YouTube, I swear to God, every time the news, you know, um, you know, flaps their wings, this guy loses his shit. He's out, he's like, you know, planting new apple trees and stuff like that. And it's just like, and he's just constantly tethered and tied to basically a bunch of propaganda and noise and lies. And he's living in that in that in that state of fear and anxiety all the time. Oh, they're all oh, it's gonna collapse and things like that. Okay, well, you have to prepare for the worst. You have to expect the best because that's that's what we're that's what we're required to do as Christians is expect the best because the best for us is what eternal life but but do not be one of these prepper guys they are they are exhausting they are fucking exhausting they're constantly like and I've I've been there I've been in that state this is why I'm doing this live stream Jennifer and I were in that state for probably a couple months where we were a month or two or whatever we we're just constantly worried and stuff like that no we're you know we're, like we're prepared we we very much prepare but we're not sitting there worried and listening to the news and blah blah blah, blah, blah. you know what I'll say this physically there's hardly anybody that's prepared for what's coming it's like, well, I got my homestead and stuff like that. And I, oh, think about this. You've been preparing for the apocalypse for 10 years. And next thing you know, a oh, fire burns down your house. Now what? Are you prepared spiritually? Probably not. If you're a prepper, you're absolutely not. You're absolutely not. Okay? So just think about that. What about all the Lahaina? Oh, what if there was some preppers there? All those years of prepping just went down the tube. You know what you're, now, you know you're going to need? Your community. That's what you're going to need. So get that prepared. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor, nor yet for your body. What you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. Isn't this life more than just this meat suit? Number 20. Be in service. Love. Living for others is the most rewarding action a person can take. Yet again, why do you think I opened this church? Because I learned that lesson. I learned that lesson. That it's like, holy shit. When I went to Music and Sky and gave a sermon, I was touching those people's hearts. I saw it in their eyes. I saw them light up. I saw that, that um, in many respects, a, a light that had been very dormant in a lot of people. All of a sudden, ooh, there was a new spark here. Right? That is the most... It's, it's better than any money you guys could ever throw at me. That's for fucking sure. It's more rewarding to live in the service of others. It's the most rewarding thing you can possibly do. And it's what our three theological virtues teach us at in, in Freemasonry and in the New Testament, of course. Right? That's where it comes from. Faith, hope, and charity. But one of them is greater than, than the other two. And it even says, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, And now abideth, that means to live in, Faith, hope, and charity. These three. But the greatest of these is charity. Now, a lot of times, like biblical translations will just translate that to love. The King James does not. It keeps it as charity. Why? Because love is action. Now, you can, have, you can just have love in your heart. I, like, I have love in my heart for my parents right now and my brother and you guys and things like that. I guess I'm acting upon that right now for you guys. But I can love people and not act anything right now. That does exist. But the greatest way that you can make, uh, is, uh, or make realize love, if, if I guess I, I, guess I want to say, is realize love is to put it in action. And that's why they say it's charity. Char that's right. Charity. Putting that love into action, giving to others, being in service. Okay? 
Number 21. <laughs> this is an important one. This is probably one of the most important ones. Number 21, and it goes along with becoming a student of Christ. And now is the time to become an occultist. <laughs> it's like, whoa, what do you mean? Well, as we know, what does it mean? What does occult mean? It means hidden. It means hidden. That's it. There's loads and loads and loads of things in this world that have been hidden. And because we're going through this quote-unquote greater reset or greater, you know, great awakening, if you will, because we're going through this stuff, this stuff is coming to the surface. You know what? This stuff that's coming to the surface, your children are going to need. This next generation is going to need this wisdom. And this wisdom has been hidden. And it's going to take a ballsy, a ballsy occultist to unearth that stuff and bring it forward to humanity. That's your guys' job. Proverbs 25.2, it's one of my favorite verses. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. It is the glory of God to occult things. But the honor of kings is to search out those things that have been hidden. The honor of kings is to search out a matter. Proverbs 25.2. Okay? Once again, why do you think I opened this church? Because I want you guys to understand that God exists in our language. I want, you, I want you to know that. I want you to learn it. I'm going to write a book so that you can understand it. And so that you can teach your children these things if they're on that spiritual path. And if you're raising your children right, they will be. Okay? So now is the time, more than ever, to become the Gnostic and the occultist. And all those people that are like, oh, the Freemasons are bad. Freemasonry. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the names, addresses, and, and, and phone numbers of the people that are doing this shit. And you're still blaming Masonry. You, if you're listening to this, as I've said for years, you're going to have to go and thank Freemasonry at some point. Because Freemasonry is one of the main subjects that I studied to unearth this stuff. And what did it do? As I keep saying, brought me to Christ. So stop blaming some, you know, whatever, you know, I don't even know what to say right now. It's just silly. It's just silly at this point. All right. Those people are actually on your side. Number 22, be authentic. It's very important. God made you unique. God made you you. He didn't make you Marty Leeds. Thank God, right? <laughs> he didn't make you me and I, he didn't make me you. That means you need to be here and so do I for some reason. And so you in the form that you are wants, you know, God wants you to, you know, you're, you're unique, you're special. God actually does love diversity, not the diversity that they're pushing in the schools and stuff like that. That's not diversity. That's a, that's a, that's a mishmash. That's like a, a menu. It's like a, it's like a demonic menudo. Menudo means soup, right? It's like a demonic soup. It's like diversity is actually like, I love, I love Mexican food and Indian food and I love Thai food and I love cheeseburgers. Their diversity is just mixing that all up and it just tastes like dog shit, right? So I actually like diversity. God likes diversity because that's why he made us all diverse. All right? Be authentic. Be you. And say and, and, and mean what you say and say what you mean. Matthew 5.37 But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these is cometh of evil. Think about it. Very, very simple. Let your, make your yeses be yeses. Make your noes be noes. And if you're not authentic and not genuine with those yeses and noes, whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Enough said. Number 23. You got this. Number 23, you got this. You can handle it. 
if you recognize where your power and confidence comes from. You can't handle shit, by the way. You. No, 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 no. You're going to need some help. I'm going to need some help. I can't do anything, right? I can do everything, but I'm going to need some help. And who is that help from? Well, we already know. Philippians 4.13. Hey, isn't that pi backwards? Is that 314 backwards? I think it is. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Anything that's coming down this pipeline, anything that's coming, that's going to be dropped into your lap in the next five to seven to 10 years, you can handle. Otherwise, God wouldn't have given it to you. If you say you can handle it, well, that's on you. That's on you. It's got nothing to do with truth. It's got nothing to do with actually what's going on at hand. It certainly has nothing to do with Christ because with Christ, as we know, you can move fucking mountains. So you got this. Act like it. Number 24. Jesus. Number 24. Our actual battles are those that are raged in our hearts and minds. That's actually where the battle is. You know that, right? Ephesians 6.12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We think that we're at battle with people in this, in this world, like a physical battle and stuff like that, right? That's not. It's just like we said, I, just like I mentioned, how many, you know, you, you spend your life in your head worrying and full of anxiety and thinking of the future. And a lot of times, 99.999% of the time, that's things that you were worrying about never even came to pass. And so where is the battle that you're actually fighting? Is it in the physical world? I don't remember the last time I got in a fist fight with anybody. I don't remember the last time that, you know, the last time I had to um, actually battle, quote unquote, anybody in the physical world, argumentation and stuff like that was the last, essentially during COVID last time. If I would have been more Christly, I could have handled that situation better and I'm going to handle it better this time. That's for damn sure. But I realized that that entire time, I was I really worried about an invisible bug that was going to make people sick or anything like that? No, no. What was the battle I was facing? the torment and torture and, 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 and anxiety and things that were going on in my mind. And this is what this means. The wicked, the spiritual wickedness in high places, the high places is the high ram. It's the Aries. It's that red box of neurons you got strapped on your neck. That's where the spiritual wickedness happens. God wants you to take control of that. And be a warrior, and we'll get into the warrior. You know, this is this. It's like that. Um, <laughs> it's like that Radiohead song. Uh, Just you know that song. You do it to yourself. That's why it really hurts. You do it to yourself. You do it to yourself. Don't get me sympathy, lying on the 60 foot. Great song. Great record. The bands? Anyway, okay, so that's what it is. You do it to yourself. Number 25, love your enemies. This is the hardest one. I see people passing around lately these memes like, hate is a good thing. Hate is a blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. Bullshit. You guys are wrong. 100%. Love your enemies. They are here to teach you. Does that mean that you're just supposed to allow them to run over your world? Does that mean you're just, no, we reprove the unfruitful works of darkness. We call them out at every turn and we be bold about it. 
But we also know that those enemies are here to teach us. Once again, as I said, COVID-19, I talked to Big Sib about this. Brandon, you guys know Big Sib. Great dude. Great man. Great man. Um, I talked to Big Sib about this. COVID is a blessing. Our enemies brought us COVID, and this church would not be here if it wasn't for COVID. Thanks, guys. Hugs and kisses. Love ya. Mmm. Thanks. Oh, you just pushed me to work harder. You just pushed me to, to, to put Christ into this world more. You just pushed me to burn more fires in the hearts of people. Thanks. Love ya. Luke 16, 27. But I say unto you which here, love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. You know what your enemy wants you to do? Is that when they bring you a pile of shit, they want you to freak out and, and get all flustered and get angry. That's exactly where they want you. But if you return, actually, it was so funny because when I was at Music and Sky, I was talking to Paula Pratt and, and Amanda Vollmer about this specifically, actually, about how when they deal with the quote unquote, you know, the IRS or that sort of stuff in 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 their in, um, in Canada and that sort of stuff, the, the best thing you can do is when you respond to these government agents and things like that, be like overtly nice, like go over the top and be nice, not be like, oh, you guys are a bunch of assholes. I don't owe you anything. Constitution, blah, 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 blah. Be like. Oh, we're instead actually write this. Oh, we're really looking forward to resolving this issue, these issues uh, uh, with you. We're so thankful that you uh, contacted us and that we can actually get to the bottom of these these problems. Well, you are actually in the wrong right now, and we're more than happy to blah 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 blah. They don't know what to do when you respond like that. When you respond with love, they're like, "Well, no, no, no. We want you to be full of hate because then then what can they do? Look, they're full of hate. They're hateful. When you respond with love, they're like, "Oh shit, I got nothing." So all those people, I could name some names right now. I'm not going to because I do love them. They're not my enemies, but actually I love these people very much. But they've been, you know, sending these, oh, hate is a, is a human, you know, feeling that we need to harness. Fuck you. And I say that out of love. <laughs> no, you love your enemies. And if you shower them with love, they won't have any idea what to do. And then everybody else will be like, well, they're not being hateful. They're just being full of love. They're, it's just it's like a freaking, you know, Niagara Falls full of love over here. What do I do? Number 26, live within your means. This is, this is a big one. Live within your means. Jennifer and I have been living within our means for the last, I mean, essentially since we've known each other, since we, since we left, left uh, Eugene, you know, it's like, well, we can't afford a toilet. So I guess we're just going to have the outhouse, you know, like we can't, well, we can't afford running water right now. And it's like, oh, you guys live without running water. It was actually not that big of a deal. It really wasn't. It was just like one extra task. It's like, oh, well, we couldn't afford, a, you know, we couldn't afford the water heater for our place. So I guess it's cold showers. You know, for a year and a half is like, and guess what? We were living within our means and it was, we could handle it. It was like all these things you think you can't handle. It's just like, no. And, and God, you know, in, in this sense, God's going to give you everything that you need, right? If you try to live outside your means and, and accrue a bunch of debt and stuff like that, all you're going to be doing is being an enslaved human being. People, you know, people at ask, it's like, oh my God, you guys lived in a cabin up north in the middle of the woods and you guys didn't have running water or a toilet or hot water. How did you do it? It was a cakewalk. Because it was way better than being in thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of debt and, and having to go to some job that was, you know, stealing our soul, as I know a lot of people do, you know. Um, and I did that for many, many, many years, right? And I would have no problem doing it again because whatever I got to do to make sure that, you know, we got food on our plate and all that other stuff. So I, I, I get that, right? But live within your means, okay? 
If you love, there's nothing wrong with having a bunch of money. There's nothing, in this sense, there's nothing wrong with, you know, being successful, okay? Nothing wrong with that. But if you love money, you're not getting up through Polaris. I'm here to tell you. They even told you that, right? Rich, It's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into heaven, okay? So live within your means. 1 Timothy 6.10, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through many sorrows. Have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Because that, you know, it's just like more money, more problems, right? That kind of thing. So just live within your means. I also, this is from um, Claudia Pavonis, the great genius alchemical, alchemist Claudia Pavonis. Uh, just joking. Uh, if it's, it's one thing I, it came to me a long time ago. It's basically, once again, why we don't ask God for anything. We just say thank you. Okay? If you never ask the universe for more than you need, the universe will provide you amply in ways which we, you could have never conceived. I never asked God for anything more than the truth. When I when I went on this path, I was just like, I just want to know. Just you don't, I don't. I'm not asking for riches or freaking Rolls Royces or diamond rings. I don't give a shit about having multiple houses or that, you know, that L-shaped house in L.A. or blah 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 blah. I didn't care about any of it. All I wanted was the truth. And I've always been clothed. I've always been fed. I've always had a roof over my head. Sometimes it's a tent. But you know what? I've always been provided for. And then. And in the physical ways, right? Food, clothing, shelter. But then, because I just asked God for all just the basic things I need, living within my means, and then I wanted truth, He provided me in ways in which I could have never conceived. Number 27, develop a mantra. Develop a mantra. Well, first off, you guys know what a mantra is. Let me just define this here. A mantra, it's originally in Hinduism and Buddhism, a word or sound repeated to aid concentration and meditation. Okay? So a lot of times it's a mantra that, you, that you'll that you use to basically like, oh my God, my my brain and my my head is going all over the place. I need to center myself. I need a, I need a, I need a, a string of words or a proverb or something like that that I repeat so that I can, you know, use this to, to you know, get myself out of this, right? In, in, um... And mantra, of course, is the part of the Vedas which contains hymns. Of course, of course, an H-Y-M-N, a hymn, and a hymn, H-I-M. Think about that, okay, right? Of course, it means to think. So a mantra. So develop a mantra. Do not allow demonic or vain repetitions in your head. Cut that shit off at the pass, okay? Matthew 6, 7. But when you pray, and I was doing this yesterday. I had to stop after I was getting all, like, upset and being online and stuff like that. I went into the tent. I just sat down for, you know, 20 minutes, and I just, literally just... Well, I'm not going to say what I said, but I'll, I'll give you some examples. So, um, Matthew 6, 7, When you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking, right? It's, it's like, oh, you you know, your mantra, the reason you do a mantra is not so you can go out into the, you, you know, to the marketplace and have all the rabbis be like, oh, rabbi, rabbi, or all the people be like, oh, look at this, you're spiritually enlightened. You have a mantra so that you can speak internally and then it can correct your crazy mind, Okay. So, um, and it's funny, and make it f a funny mantra. Like, I'm serious, make it a joke mantra. We used to have this mantra where I, uh, where I used to work, Harris Design. And it was from the, that Disney movie. I don't know what it was like. I forget what the Disney movie is called, but it was like, um, oh, what's it called? Anyway, but the, it's like we would just say, whenever something got fucked up or somebody screwed something up or the boss, you know, told us a bunch of nonsense and like blah, 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 we would just be like, let it go, let it go. We would say that all the time, right? 
Um, when I worked at the vet, there was this this woman that uh, I really liked. She's she's uh, Caitlin was her name. And anytime like and she was she was like an emergency vet tech and stuff like that. So anytime something would go wrong or something like that or like you know a dog was about to die, she'd be like, "Not today, Satan." You know, it would be this like funny thing. But you know, it actually having a mantra like that and saying that like even just a couple times, right? It was like it took the intensity of that situation and it made made it kind of lighthearted. You know what I mean? So here I would be with Caitlin and we'd be like helping rescue a dog or whatever it is. You know, I'd be like holding the dog down where she could, you know, put the IV in and stuff like that. And this dog's passing and she would just be like, not today, Satan. It made me laugh. So we were in this intense situation where, you know, the, the, the parents brought in their dog or whatever. And it's, you know, they don't know if it's even going to die because it got hit by a car or something like that. And she took that intense situation and she made it lighthearted and she, and, 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 you know, it got her past it. And it's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's a helpful thing. Number 28, recognize and address your sins. Confess to God and decide to build a better life. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You do not need to go to some Catholic priest. You certainly don't need to come to Marty Leeds and confess your sins. God is the one that hears them, so speak to him. Okay? You don't need to go into some booth or whatever. Sit down. And what do I mean by sins? You know what I mean. I don't need to tell you. If you're listening to that small, still voice in your heart, you know exactly what your sins are in this sense. The things that are keeping you off course. The things that are, you know, the things that are, um, you know, destroy, you know, destroying your confidence, right? All, just all of that sort of stuff. You, you know what your, your sins are. I don't need to go into that. Address them. Take care of them. Confess the things you've done. Don't live in the past. Live in the present. And decide to build a better life. By the way, None of this is easy. Not one of these things that I'm giving you right now is easy. It's not meant to be. Number 29, cease from anger. It's not going to help anything. It's not going to help nothing. <laughs> cease from Psalms 37.8. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Um, once again, this is the state that they want us in. This is why they're doing this. This is psychological warfare. It's psychological terrorism. We're at war, ladies and germs. Virology is not real. Um, sorry. Um, we're in war right now. It's a war for your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the documents. 2001, Madeleine Albright and CNN fully admitted that the CNN has met Osama bin Laden on ice. We got the documents, ladies and gentlemen. Right? So... <laughs> Cease from anger. Don't listen to Alex fucking Jones. <laughs> that was a good one, right? Um, they want you in a state of erraticness, hatred, wrathfulness, anger. That's where they want you. God doesn't want any part of that. None of that, and this is a hard one, none of that purifies your soul. None of that purifies your heart, and none of that helps anything. This is one of the hardest things for me. Because I'm an Irishman. Number 30. This is the time to let your light shine. What do I mean by this is the time? Well, now. It's always been this time. Because Christ is in the present and he is the light. And so this is the time to let your light shine. Especially us men out there. I'm going to address this again. Especially the men out there. Men. 
Uh, and, and just as I say that, Ginger wakes up. It's like, I'm, I'll, I'll, no, you're, you're a lady. You're a beautiful angel, Ginger. I'm sorry to wake you up. <laughs> anyway, I clap because, uh, men, I'm going to need your attention here moving forward. Men, last COVID uh, season, <clears throat> did you guys enjoy season one of COVID? COVID uh, season two is coming up. Season one of COVID, I watched a lot of women stand up. I, lo- I, I watched a Peggy Hall and I watched, a, you know, I watched Amanda Vollmer and I watched a Lavana Loma, my spirit animal, my spirit animal, Lavana Loma. Love you, Lavana. I watched all these women stand up and be like, no, 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 no. Okay. And a lot of men sit their ass down. Well, we're not sitting down anymore, men. We need your light. We need you to be protecting your families, your country, your heritage, your tradition, and, and, and to protect and be a steward of, of Christ. Okay? So this is the time more than ever to let your light shine. Matthew 5.16, let, sh- let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You're not, do, you're not shining your light so other people can see it because you're trying to appease other people. You're doing it so you can glorify your Father which is in heaven. Number 31. Be ready for life to completely change you or be ready for you to change your life. This goes right back to this idea of like, what happens if you woke up tomorrow and you was like, well, I get up every morning and I go and I put my fit, my face mask on and then I go take my shower and then I put my clothes and then I go and I have to get into my Mercedes-Benz car because if I don't have my Mercedes-Benz, that's all I'll drive. It's like, okay, what happens if all of that stuff goes away and the image of who you thought you were and how you lived life, all of a sudden it's like, you got to rethink everything. Would that destroy you? Would you go, fall into a pit of despair? Let me give you an example. For the last several months, Jennifer and I have been, um, basically, we were working with um, um, Permi Bear and um, a local uh, Ozark Construction here, and we were looking at doing a pole barn shed. And so we planned it all out, and we, you know, designed it, and we, you know, we, we got some bids from all over these people, you know, all of this, all this sort of stuff, right? We get, and then we basically, and we were essentially told from a bank that we were going to be able to get a loan, like we were pre-approved for the loan. And then all of a sudden, we gave all of our information, and of course, they were like, mm, well, we don't want to give you any, any money, even though I have a better credit rating than most bankers, right? Like, I've, I've never missed a payment in my fucking life, right? So, but they're like, no, you can't. We're not going to give you any money for your little home. So we had to take the little money we had and rethink everything. And we had to do it. And I'm not joking. We had to do it in about three days. And this was right before. And this is during while I was giving the live stream and, and putting together the live stream for the, the um, de-occulting Twitter and preparing to go for, preparing to go to Music and Sky. This was all happening literally in about three days. Everything that we had planned for for months, all of a sudden, bloop not doing that anymore. Now you got to rethink everything. And, and, and we did, right? And I was just ready for that to be like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to handle this as best as I can. I'm going to stay calm. I'm just going to wish for the best. And guess what's happened? Well, you know, we're, we're fine, okay? We didn't let it destroy us. So 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All th- old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It's like every day in this sense, if you're living in, in, in a, a Christed nature, right? It's like it becomes new. 
You know, you don't have to worry about, it's like, oh, well, all, the, all these things that I was expecting, that's all, and no, I'll just let it pass away. That wasn't meant to be. Cool. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, number 32. Number, uh, yet again, very important one. And we forget it. And we need a reminder. I'm your reminder. I'm your drill sergeant today, if you will. Number 32. God made you a warrior and gave you divine armor. Start acting like it. Let's say that again. Number 32. God made you a warrior and gave you divine armor. Start acting like it. Once again, this is especially going to the men out there. Ephesians 6.11. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles. What are we dealing with right now? Total collapse of society. Everything's going to shit. Total despair, depression, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'm not saying that we're not going to see some shit. We're just going to see some shit. But you know what it is? It's just the wiles of the devil. It's just there to bring us back to Christ. He gave you armor, but you need to put it on. That's why the first two words in that in Ephesians 6.11 is put the armor on. Every day. God made you a warrior. Start acting like it. And this is the last one. Number 33. Once again, directly, this is definitely directed towards a lot of the men out there and directed towards me, of course. Grow a backbone. Number 33. And this is number 33 because it's representing the 33 vertebrae in your spinal column that makes you erect. It makes you a upright, righteous, virtuous human being. It's where the oil, the chrism, the balm goes right up that 33 Right up that uprightness and into your Aries. That's not going to travel up your Shashumna, if you will. It's not going to travel up that spine unless you are that warrior. And you're not going to sit there and, you know, p piss in your drawers every time the devil comes and goes, Boogeyman. No. You're a warrior. You've got armor. And you need to grow a backbone. All 33 vertebrae. Proverbs 11.20 they that are of a froward heart are an abomination to the Lord. But such as are upright in their way are his delight. <clears throat> so we need it more than ever, ladies and gentlemen, is to each and every one of us grow that spine, grow that backbone. Because the world that they're trying to usher in is going to need each and every one of us to say no to the wiles of the devil and say yes to Christ. And when you say yes to Christ, you get those wings <laughs> of the dove bird that comes down. You learn from Danny. <laughs> you learn from Danny. <laughs> and you become a good bird. You become a good bird. All right. If you would like to become a good bird, if you'd like to support the work that we do here, we appreciate it and we love you. We know that it's hard times for a lot of people and the you know, money situations and tight and stuff like that. Um, and But we do appreciate all the people that do stop by, that do support, that do see the value in what, what it is we're doing. And I would also say this, because what we're providing here is, um, I, I really feel like it's, um, it's some gold. You know, make those other content creators start talking about this too. Hold their feet to the fire. Ask them, are you living in Christ? Are you, are you just pushing a bunch of vain babblings on, and, and put, 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 you know, putting that into my ear hole? 
Or are you are you actually talking about some of the stuff that that Brother Marty over there is talking about? So if you'd like to become a good bird, you can become a good bird and subscribe star. You can become a phoenix bird and a keely bird, sing this bird, or you become Tom of the P, my bird. He's a good bird. And if you'd like uh, to send any donations, once again, Venmo, buy me a coffee, cash app, and um, that's it. So I'd like to say thank you to Content Safe for getting us on BitChute, Rockfin, uh, Rumble. I don't think anything's, anything's happening over on Odyssey. We might just cancel Odyssey and just focus on uh, Rockfin and Rumble and, of course, YouTube. And yes, I have no problem being on YouTube because, like I said, I don't mind walking right into the Ven of Diaper, oh, excuse me. The, <laughs> the bed of the diapers. diapers. <laughs> I just shit the bed. I just shit myself. No, I'm saying I don't mind walking into a den of vipers. How about that one, Marty? <laughs> and speaking the light all day long. I enjoy it. Like I said, I get a kick off pissing off Satanists. <laughs> so we'll maintain here on YouTube as long as we can. So. Anyway, so we'd also uh, we're also available on the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac app. You can get the Sunday sermons there. Um, if you get a chance, Flattoberfest is happening. That's right. Your Earth, there. Well, yet another thing that they're lying to us about. There, your Earth is flat and stationary. There is no outer space. Okay, and if you would like to learn all about it, you can go to Flattoberfest in Las Vegas this year at October on October 21st and 22nd. Going to be a lot of great people there. Witsa Gitz is going to be there. Amanda Vollmer is going to be there. Jen Campanella is going to be there. Um, who else is going to be there? Loads and loads of really good people. So if you get a chance, um, stop on over and uh, support if you can. Uh, Karen B is the shit. Um, also, Confluence. We're going to actually try to make this. I think we might try to buy tickets today because it's literally within the week that we might be able to do this. We're totally not sure yet. But if you guys do get a chance, this is a great group of people. We've met a lot of these people at Music and Sky. Um, Alex Zach, like I said, I you know I just read from him. Alimi Cusack, of course, Paula Pratt, Mike Winner, um, Amanda, Dawn, Lester. You know, a lot of these people that we met are just fantastic people. And this is absolutely going to be a fantastic event. There's just no doubt about it. It's organic food, and it's on an organic farm, and there's all sorts of lectures and stuff like that. So if you get a chance, go to Confluence. I don't get any money for supporting any of this stuff. Karen B doesn't pay me to advertise for her. Neither does Confluence. I do it because these these are good peeps, okay? So if you get a chance, do it. Um, church store, of course, if you'd like to support the work, we have Bibles, rosaries, um, books, that sort of stuff, okay? So um, just so you guys know, I have a record company now. It's not my record company, but um, it's just an independent, you know, uh, record label that my uh, my good bud, the mighty, the mighty Greg Arcade uh, started, and it's National Records. And so I think six or seven of my records are going to be available on there. And I basically have two more records that I hope to record um, probably next year, and then we'll do a release. And so, yes, I'm on national.com. That's where you, and I'm not sure if, when he's going to get those up. It might be a few weeks, a month. I'm not sure how long it takes, but they will be up there. Um, and so those are some of the records that you can get, and you should join the nation, national.com. It's based. It won't cancel you. It's run by your friend, Mr. Greg Arcade. Uh, he makes you designs. He helps you get started, and he's Christian, and he's not like Teespring or Redbubble, and he's not like all of those, um, you know, uh, 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 record labels that are run by literal antichrists he's not that so it's really it's it's pretty cool so anyway we're going to listen to a song by mr gregor kate and this is my favorite song off this last record that he wrote it's called keep the wind on your face this is a great track nice work mr arcade great track so okay guys thank you so much um where is my end graphic oh there it is there it is let's do this may you always keep yourselves in the love of god looking for the mercy of our lord jesus christ unto eternal life May his grace be with you all. Amen.
Okay, let's listen to Mr. Arcade and uh, let's enjoy the hell out of this. You can get Soundtrack to the Collapse as long as as well as a lot of other independent um, artists and things like that at national.com and stop listening to mainstream garbage. Start supporting people that actually care about your family and your heritage and your tradition and your country, right? And God Almighty. And we do, okay? And so does Mr. Arcade. So, okay, that's going to do it for me, guys. I love you so much. I uh, we're gonna. We, I know I said this last week, but I think Jennifer and I are going to try to, or I'll try to stream sometime this week and try to do Instagram. Thank yous. Oh, and I got to do thank yous before we listen to Greg Arcade. Greg, hold on a second, buddy. Okay, let's do this. Let's just say this. Um, I did. I forgot to thank some people last week, so let's do this. Jeremy Hines, thank you so much, my brother. Thank you so much. It was unbelievably kind. Uh, ben Krupa, I forgot to thank you. Mr. Krupa gave ten bucks last week. Christina Banks, thank you so much. If Christina, if you're th- if you're uh, listening, thank you for the support and the words of encouragement. Jam Grassi, you as well. Ray Brackman, you as well. Uh, love you, Ray. Krista, eleven eleven. Thank you so much. Alan Woodward, Derek Holloway, thank you so much for the the monthly support, and thank you for. Um, Asking about my potty mouth. Seriously, I, I genuinely mean that. Ryan Kelly, Kim Nellison, and all of the good birds, of course. Um, just so you guys know, before I get onto this, I've got some projects in the work. Like I said, um, I've got like two records I'm pretty much looking to record, hopefully next year. I've, I've been trying to do one of them for like two years now, but I've got several books in the works and a bombshell documentary that we're working on. A And I mean this, what I mean bombshell, I mean bomb shell documentary i'm not going to say anything about it i can't say anything about it until it's out but when it's out holy balls and we're building a yurch and that's right it's a yurt it's a church it's a yurch okay so super chats andrew masonette always looking forward to church always looking forward to seeing you perspective 96 you're the brother you're the man here's to hitting that ball out of the diamond all the way north thank you marty and jen for all you do thank you mr perspective 96 we need to come see you john vina the truth seeker uh, for being a good bird, seven bucks. Thank you so much. Virginia Dare, thank you. Jared Poole, you are the man. Needed this message today. A ton to work on. Thank you. Me too, Jared. We're in the same boat. It's a it's a same damn boat. Shannon Seal, 11 copies. 55 reasons to support the beautiful and magical Gnostic Academy. Shannon Seal, we love you so much. Uh, Eric Colsell, 33 ways to be better. That's right, Mr. Colsell. Thank you so much. Okay, that's going to do it for me. Antonio Andrade. Antonio, thank you so much. You guys are the shiznit. We love you so much. Okay, that's going to do it. Guys, let's listen to Mr. Arcade, and we will see you sometime this week. And if not, we'll see you next Sunday. Okay, that's going to do it. As always, many blessings and much love to all.
Cause he cares Love isn't showing you 